Listen up. Just because you get paid for pictures does not make you a model. A model is a system or thing used as an example to follow. A model is someone or something one aspires to become. It's an example. Modeling success is here to assist talent in learning pride and true tactics for success in the industry. Welcome back to another episode of Modeling Success. I am your host, Ryan Donatelli, and I am super proud today to have not only my friend, but also um, someone I do business with myself, Andy Audate from Audate Media. Hello, Andy. Ryan, thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us. I can't wait to break down some small business marketing tips today. So appreciate your time in advance. Are you excited? Oh, yeah, I'm pumped up. I'm ready to lock and load and share some strategies, share some processes, some techniques that I've seen that, that have worked, but also, most importantly, the mindset behind a winning business. Absolutely. And that is something I think that's overlooked so often. So we can touch on that as soon as we start, for sure. But first, tell us a little bit about you. You've been an entrepreneur for since a very young age. So please tell us how you got started um, with your first business at 19 years old, right? Yeah, first business at 19, I owned a, a cell phone store. I started a cell phone store company. Uh, at the time, right before that, I was working as a store manager. So I started my first business. When my friend said, Andy, you should, you should do something like, you should, you should start your own deal. And I was actually scared and nervous. But um, I, I overcame fear and I opened up my first location. Um, and we opened up multiple locations after that. I, I franchised with T-Mobile uh, with one of their brands called Metro PCS and open up some stores with them. And then on my fourth store, I made my first million bucks in 18 months. And I took that money and I moved to the West Coast to live my dreams of being on the, what, whatever the West Coast could offer me. I knew there was something bigger. And uh, so I moved to the West Coast and started a marketing agency here. And you know, <laughs> congratulations, first of all, because that is not an easy feat, but you made it sound in about 45 seconds like it was such a dream and a cakewalk. So can we stop and can you, you said overcome your fear. That was the first thing you had to do. So what did you do to overcome your fear and how did you even create the courage to even say to whomever, the banks, wherever it came from, your resources, that I'm going to start my own business and I'm 19? Well, if I go into the specifics, I had uh, I, I was working at a cell phone store as a manager, uh, and I grew, so I started at seventeen, grew my, and I grew in that position in that company. It was a small franchise. They, they had about ten stores. That same company today has one hundred and fifty stores, but back then they had ten stores, and they were just starting out, and they they had one store that was like tanking, and they couldn't find a manager to run it, so they they put this new guy which was me. But the, the <laughs> thing about me is I was selling, I was selling very well. I was, I was selling, selling very well in, so let me backtrack. I'm a storyteller. I should be able to tell a story. So let me backtrack. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm working at, I'm working at a store at 17 and I'm working right next to the manager, right next to the business owner. And this is a slow store. And my job was to figure out how to get butts and seats and, and, and sell, sell cell phones. And I figured out different strategies on how to market, how to get people in, how to go outside with flyers and, and, and big signs and get people in. I, had, I didn't know better. I had no ego. I was 17 and 18 years old. Working with directly next to the business owner who owned these 10 stores, um, I learned a lot. I got a lot of knowledge from mentorship. That's why for the people who are listening to this podcast, mentorship is 
critical, super important, especially like, it's for example, everything. Like, if you're learning from Ryan right now on, on your modeling deal, like mentorship is crucial to our success. So I, I worked with this guy. He mentored me and um, somebody had quit their job as a manager in one of the one of the malls, one of the mall locations. And this was like the ninth store out of 10. So this was not a great ranking store, not a lot of production. And people who are top producers wouldn't want to go there just because how challenging it would be to get their commission. So they sent me and they said, you want to become a manager, man? You want to be the youngest manager in the... In the? I said, yes, uh, give me that challenge. And I remember when I walked in, um, the team that was already there were 35 you know, 36 years old, much older than I was. And I was 19. So my manager at the time, my leader said to me, Hey man, what are you going to do? I said, I got to clear house. That's the only thing I can, I, I think I can do. I got to fire everybody and start from scratch and build my own team. And I did that little, this young guy goes on Craigslist and Facebook and went to my high school because <laughs> I, I was limited with resources. And I said, who here wants to work at a cell phone store? I hired a bunch of guys and then we became number two. Uh, store out of out of ten. So and we you trained right them with the your own trainings that you came up with. Were you using things that were handed to you? How did that go down? I taught each person how to greet, how to qualify, how to whisper, bring people in. One of the things that we do at the mall is we whisper. So what, what that means is like we'll go right in front of the store, and there'll be people walking in the middle of the mall. And what I would do is I would say, and then from a distance, it looks like I'm speaking to them. And they would be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? And I was, I was, and then, and then they would come closer and I would grab, I would say, Hey, what I was saying was, what cell phone did you have? And they would say, I'm not interested in a cell phone. I'm not interested. I said, I know you're not interested, but what phone do you have? And they'll say, I have iPhone eight or iPhone six or whatever. I'll say iPhone six. Let me see. Let me see. And naturally they'll pull it out. I will grab it in my hand. I would say, come on in. I got something better for you. Come on in. And I will bring them into my store. And naturally, I have their phone in their hand. I would put it behind the counter. And that's how we would sell. We sold thousands of phones that way. And I taught my guys this, this process. It's so good. I love some of these stories. I, um, I have some similar ones with my team. And it's so great to give away these little secrets because it's free, first of all, right? Everything you just taught yeah. them was free. That There's no enter to win, right? Um, but how did you end up getting your own store, though? What Did you get funding? Did the company help you with that? How were you qualified at 19 to be owning your own operation? So one day... so. Because I hired somebody, I hired one person from my high school, um, and this guy from my high school, he believed in me tremendously throughout high school. Even though I didn't know him much, he believed in me. And um, I said, "You want to work with me at as an employee in a store that I'm an employee in?" And he said, "Yeah." So he came in, and he was part of the group that helped me turn around the store, going from number nine to number two as far as the ranks in that small franchise. And one day me and him were leaving the gym and he said, Andy, I believe in you so much. I believe that I think you should open up your own business, your own cell phone store, and I'll rock with you. And I was tremendously scared. Now, one of the reasons why I say a mentorship is so important is because I was doing so well as a manager um, in, in that world. I was doing so well. I think I saved up like seven or eight thousand bucks and in commissions just and I and I would I would just put it in the bank account, and just hold it there. And I remember my my car was like knocking and, and making some noises. So I went to my leader, my the guy who owns these franchises, and I said, hey, I have like seven or eight grand. I think I should buy a car. You know, I think I should put a down payment towards a car or just buy a used one. What do you think? And he told me, 
don't do that. Ride it till the wheels fall off. Those were his exact words. Ride it till the wheels fall off. So I said, okay. A few months later, my then my, my, my buddy says, hey, I think you should open up your own cell phone store. So now I have the cash to open up the store because Got I listened it. to my mentor. Yeah. And we were going into the gym. And as he's saying this, like, open up your own business, I have this credible, incredible amount of fear that starts riding, like, overcoming me. Like, don't do it because your parents are going to make fun of you. Your mom told you to go to college and you didn't make it. You're a dropout of college. And if you open up a business, it's not going to work out. Your friends from high school are going to say X about you. Your dad is going to say X about you. You're going to be the failure and the laughing stock. Don't do it. And I remember creating so many negative stories that my nose started bleeding in the, in the, in the gym locker room. Like I started oh, no. bleeding from my nose and um, I went to, there's like a, there's like a place where Catholics like will, will close their eyes and like pray and it's quiet. So I went to this place and I just wrote down my goals and I said, God, this is what I want to have accomplished. I want open up one store and I want to be working on the second store by December, by December 31st, 2014. That, that, that was, that was the time. And I, Gave him like a blueprint, step by step of God. This is what I want. Every single, almost everything on that list became true. The second, so that it was to open up the first you were door. Manifesting. Open up the first door. Manifesting. Open up the first door. Within my first six months, um, I with my first six months, I made a hundred grand. Then in my second location, I had to write down my goal, which was a million. And that's when I wrote down a million. Once I did a million, I just. I just left the left the city that I was from. I was from the smallest state <laughs> in the country. So we were done with the fear category, and we moved yeah. on to mindset. <laughs> fear, fear is a direction. That's what I want to share with your folks. Like fear is a when you're nervous, when you're scared, fear is a direction. Like when, like for example, right now Ryan and I are we're creating Talent Book, which is her online program that's coming out shortly. And when you're on that web page, when you're on that <laughs> web page, and you're making a decision. And you're like, hey, should I do this deal? Like, should I invest into a talent book and learn? And you're feeling that sense of fear. Fear is the direction. That's what you got to do. That's what you that's what you get to do, because on the other side is going to be the blessing that you're looking to receive in the first place. It's funny today. I my um, my post today was about leaning into the fear. Sometimes we don't know where the hell we're going or what we're doing. And we're scared shitless. But you lean into that and everything usually pays off. Yeah. All right. So we've got over 10 years of um, business being self-employed and an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And you have mastered the game of small business marketing. Is that fair? That's definitely fair to say. Yeah, I would think you. That's accurate. I think you qualify as an expert in the small business marketing and marketing people's products, proven marketing systems and campaigns. So let's try to break down today, if you're willing, to share some tips of what you feel. What are the top three things you need to do for small business marketing in general? Well, what, what I want to share is the understanding of the way large companies market and small business owners will market. And why a small business owner has to do it differently than, quote, like a McDonald's, for example. I've worked with Fortune 1000 companies, and I see the way that they spend money. It's ridiculous. The fact that you have a quarterly target on how much you need to spend for your investors is nuts. Like for a large corporation, you're required to spend a certain amount of money in a specific time frame for large corporations. But as a small business owner, you don't have that opportunity. 
You can't say that, hey, okay, this quarter I need to spend it, I need to spend two point five million dollars. Otherwise, next quarter my budget my budget will be decreased if I don't spend that money. You don't have that opportunity. So sm- large companies they they when they're marketing they're looking for a cash on cash return on their marketing expense. So that way, when they spend money, they make money a certain amount of money back. But small business owners, you're looking to get the most amount of money by spending the least amount of money. So the way that small business owners get to market is through lead generation. If you generate a lead, for example, a large corporation, they're willing to spend $1,000 to get X amount of money in, in sales. A small business owner, their focus should be, when I spend $1,000, how many names, emails, and phone numbers of contact information can I get? And how, from that amount of people, how much can I convert into actual dollars? Right. All the expenses, we want our expenses to pay for themselves because that's where we're at with business. It's not out there just to get our name known. We want a return on that. Exactly. And the least, the, with the least cost. You want to get a return? By spending, you want to get the most return by spending the least amount of money. So, if in a small business, if you could spend a thousand bucks and get a hundred names, so that's ten dollars. That's that's uh, ten dollars a name. If you get ten dollars a name, and for every time you spend ten dollars, you get a name, but that name brings you a thousand dollars. That's a better way of of marketing a small business than a large company who is gauging their their marketing expense in the millions. You can't compete. So right. at the end of the day, what I'm sharing with you as a small business owner, when you're spending your money to market, the first thing you should be doing is generating leads before you try to generate sales. Generate leads first. And what is a good cost per lead equation? If you had to guess of what a small business should be spending or a max of what should be spending or a range, is there a dollar amount that they should be looking for? That's a great question. Every business is different. So I work with, for example, I have uh, in my marketing agency, we have a marketing agency based out of Las Vegas, and we have people who are doing insurance. So we have clients like Allstate, we have clients like Geico who are in insurance, and then we have the normal small mom and pop uh, barbershop down the street that that works with you. So their cost of per lead is going to be different at every, depending on the industry. So, for example, in, in insurance, you may spend $62 on a lead, upwards of $62 on a lead. So now, me and as a marketing agency, the lower I can get it from $62, let's say I go from $62 to, to, 75, uh, $62 to $55, that's a tremendous amount of savings, especially when they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. But the, the, the tax consultant that would work with us, they may be spending $4 to $6 per lead. So right. it's a completely different industry. So every right. business is going to be different. And different um, ticket items, right? So I would imagine that the cost also fluctuates based off of what you would expect to pay per lead. Exactly. In in construction, for example, one sale could bring you $40,000 in, in top line revenue. One sale. So you may, spend a hun- you may spend a lot of money to get 100 leads, but one of those sales makes you 40 grand. But if you're, for example, a barbershop, one sale might be worth 35 bucks to you. Right. So the cost of lead will vary depending on the business. Right, which also changes where your the direction your marketing goes in, where you put your face and all the things. Question, how do you go about picking which elements are right for each business or do you just have one platform and this is what everyone's going to do? Text, email and all the things. That's that's a great question. Um prior to this 
to this call, I was working on a campaign that we're doing with some of my joint venture partners for barbershops and, and salons on the East Coast. They're using Progretta as a tool to streamline their sales and, and, and marketing process for barbershops and salons on the East Coast. And I was explaining that how we use the same system for like, for example, we have life insurance agents, we have health insurance agents, we have coaches, entrepreneurs, we have online e-commerce stores using our tool. And I, and then the, the person's response was like, hey, we're none of those industries. And I said, that's right. You want to use every single aspect, any way you can get in front of your customer, whether it's a voicemail, a text message, a phone call, a, an email, as many streams as possible to stay in communication with your customer. And if your competitors say, hey, because we're in the barbershop business or we're in the salon business or we're in the beauty business, we don't send out emails and you're and you, my friend, are the only one. That's your competitive advantage. So the answer to your question, Ryan, is you want to get on as many platforms as possible and not just limit it to one. Right. I agree. But are you customizing per client or is it a just sign up and go? Everything's already planned for you um, service. Well, eight, of our, eight out of 10 customers that, that come in on our platform, we're customizing it for them. Okay. So you will sit with people and you will design the go-to-market strategy for them with them. Yes. Either either someone on my team, we have a, a group of marketing experts on my team that goes ahead and designs strategies and processes with our clients. Um, and then sometimes people have the opportunity to work with, directly with me where I'll be the one to do it uh, to do it with you. And do you streamline the sales process with them as well to maybe tweak a few things in their business that there's this business coaching element too? For the, for the people that work directly with me, typically there is. Um, I'll give you an example. There is a, a, a company, a laundromat company, where they have an app and they work with DoorDash. And their app, um, without me sharing, sharing the name, their app, essentially, you can order somebody to come to your house, pick up your laundry, wash your laundry, and then, and then bring it back to your house. And it's an app where the people who wash the laundry are 1099 workers from, this, from, from, this, from the state. And then the app is kind of like the interface. So very similar to Uber, right? You got a random uh -huh. person driving to your house, driving to pick you up. And then you are the person using the Uber app. And then that person is using the Uber app. So same idea. Um, but they're doing it specifically for laundry. And so they hired us to do a campaign for them on Google, uh, pretty much to generate leads for them and create the marketing campaigns using Progretta. And what we found is that the user interface, the UI of the app, was not easily scalable. We found that the way the way every person was getting onboarding onboarded was they had to get on a call with someone and teach them how to use the app. So we consulted with them on changing the user interface so that way it's much more easier because we're about to drive so much traffic into into their 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 business. So the answer is yes, many times we do um, because their success is our success. So there are times many times that we do we we also consult to make sure that you're getting the, the best use out of the tools that we give you and the best use out of the processes that we apply for you in your business. And so with all of this being said, you have so many good touch points. You, you're able to help people with their brand, their growth. But I think something super valuable that you just called out was that you were worried about their the longevity of their success. 
you were looking at the future and the forecast versus the right now. And not a lot of people do that. So um, props to you on that because that's pretty honorable. Um, I think a lot of people miss that step, especially when coaching clients or just signing up a client. You know, it's not everybody's a perfect fit for each agency. So that piece is, um, I think, valuable too. But what would you say is your favorite part? Like you personally, what's your favorite part of all the things that you're doing you know, you're obviously growing your own brand. You've got Audate Media. You've got Progretta, which is the software that anyone can sign up for in theory. But if they, you know, sign with the consulting services, they also get the visionary support, um, growth strategy and those things. And then you're also coaching on the side. Like, what is your favorite piece of all of this? My favorite piece is the outcome. Uh, you know, I think I think the, the things that I lack as a child, when I'm able to give that through my business, it makes me, it makes it all the, the more better. Uh, the, the moms that our marketing agency is very stealth. Um, we hang behind some of these big brands that are making such an impact in this world. You know, it's not our logo that's on the top. It's our client's logo, you know, so we're, we're the one that's behind of, of many big brands. And, but our clients who are saying, hey, I have a family and I want to be more present. I want to be present with my kids. I want to be present with my husband. Or I want to be present with my wife. I think those experiences, because I lacked my family being present um, together for so many years, when I see that my business is creating that, I mean, that's what I, I love the most than, than anything else. It's not even the money. The money is a byproduct. I think I could do anything and make money. But at this point, when I see, the marketing, the marketing piece in any small business is the most important element. It's not fulfillment. It's not customer service. Because if you don't have customers, there's no point of having customer service. So it's not for sales <laughs> because if you don't have, if you don't have leads, you're not going to have enough sales. So the most crucial portion is the marketing because it drives everything else. You could have a terrible salesperson, but if you got great marketing, they have a lot of opportunities to swing and miss, but they also have a lot of opportunities to swing and hit. But if they're really good at sales and they only have two opportunities, they got a 50-50 chance of winning a, a deal at this point. So right. marketing is the most important element. And when I have been studying this for so many years, for, for eight years at this point, studying this day in and day out, uh, and to see a family come together, to see love being created where, where marriages could have been separated but when I come in and I'm able to help the husband, I'm able to help the wife put marketing systems in both of their businesses. Now I see them hugging and kissing. Like that is the most beautiful thing, I think, for me that I go to my wife and I say, babe, we did something special, like in God's eyes, I believe. We did something no. special with our tools and our systems. We did something much grander than, hey, we helped this person hit six figures. Like we did something much bigger. So that's, much that's what it is. Much more impactful. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. cool. I, t I take a little and, bit of responsibility for when I see, like, like uh, especially our, we have some clients in the in the Midwest who are, their income levels is a, is a little bit different than the clients in the West Coast that I notice. <clears throat> the clients in the Midwest. And what I've noticed is that when I see them, when I see the photos of them getting together and I'm looking at a child, you know, it could be eight years old and seven years old. This has happened to me actually recently where I'm looking at this child and I'm like, you don't even know the systems that I created for your mom and your dad in their business is what's allowing them to have you take this trip. And, and they have no idea, but I just saw them on Instagram. I, I feel like a kind of like an angel in the background. 
and that, that's that's pretty much what, what's happened with me. Um, and that's why I love the most about what I do every single day. And that's why I do it is I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, leaving God's, God's footprint with what I went through. I'm able to do for others. And I have to, I have to get on board with that because when you and I met, I've been in self-employed over 23 years and we met and, and just the questions you asked me. And I think I even said to you, Andy, I would like to have a family and get married one day <laughs> during our time together because I have spent so much time working, wearing so many hats, doing so many things. And when you don't have systems in play and you can't step away from your business, even for dinner or one holiday or one vacation, and you have to take your phone with you everywhere, it can handicap your life and not your life in a physical sense, but in a mental sense to be present with the moment that you have in front of you. And so the one thing that you did just in the time that we spoke in our first call was you got me, you understood me. So your one of your big strong suits is hearing people and then translating that into what maybe they're trying to say. <laughs> so you are kind of like an angel in many, many ways. So I would recommend you and your business all day long. Um, tell everyone where they can find you on social media or um, online. What's the best, best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, my you, you can reach out to me on, um, on Instagram at Andy, uh, date, A-U-D-A-T-E. Um, but you know, a great place to get started is my website, andyaudate.com. Go to A-N-D-Y-A-U-D-A-T-E.com. Or you can shoot me a text message. My phone number is 702-930-3716. If you text me the word demo to my to my, uh, to my phone number, I'll shoot you a text back with, uh, with a link so that way you could watch a demonstration of everything I share with you on today's podcast. So text me at 702 702- 930-3716. Once again, that's 702-930-3716. Text me the word demo and I'll share with you everything, a demonstration of everything I share with you on today's podcast. And basically, it's an easy to use platform that will simplify your life and your business. For sure. For sure. For sure. When it, if you had, if you, the question that I ask people, it, look, if today you had a thousand people, let's say, or, not even today, over the next week, if you had a thousand people that was interested in doing business with you, a thousand people that was interested in doing business with you, could your business handle it all today? And I've, I've asked this, I've pulled this question maybe for the last six months to well over a thousand people at this point on my webinars, right? And the, the, the answer to the question, nine out of 10 times is Andy, no. If a thousand people wanted to do business with me, I would be overwhelmed and I don't have the infrastructure to manage it. So might I submit for your consideration that the reason you don't have a thousand people itching to do business with you is because you know that you don't have the infrastructure to, to, to manage it. So you never seek the opportunities to get in front of enough people that a thousand people would want to do business with you. If you had the infrastructure that a thousand people, if a thousand people came into your sequence and wanted to do business with you and you had the system to pre-qualify them, set up the appointment, present them the offer, take the payment, and it was all automated, then naturally your thought process would be probably, how can I get a thousand people? You're going to ask those questions. What podcast can I get on? Who stages can I get on? What advertising method can I use to get in front of enough people that a thousand people wanted to do business with me? So 
if that's in alignment for you where you're like, hey, I want a thousand people to, to do business with me, text me. I'll show you how it works. And just like that. Thank you so much for joining us, Andy. I really appreciate you and your time and sharing some tips with us. So thank you again. Ryan, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, it's been great. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Andy. Thank you for joining us at the table of modeling success. I am your host, Ryan Donatelli, and you can find me on all social channels, mainly Instagram, LinkedIn, and ryandonatelli.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe and meet us here every week where we will be discussing the actual happenings that no one wants to openly talk about talent in the entertainment industry. 